Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 188. I'm Sean, and joined with me from afar, we have Off-Road Andy. Uh, hello. Is there any delay? I think this sounds good. I'm hearing you just fine over here. Uh, we are Tony-less, and we are actually not in the studio this week. Uh, I'm broadcasting from my place in Long Beach, and Andy from his in Irvine. So, Tustin. Test, you're on the border. Yeah. Um, let's just see how this goes. This is uh, if you uh, listened and remembered, well, what was that f- back in the summertime or so? Maybe right before that, the uh, quarantine time when you weren't supposed to leave your house. Andy was doing this from his, and uh, Tony and I from ours, and uh, it actually worked out fine. I think for the most part, a little couple of hiccups, but. Uh, we are going to try this out occasionally again, and hopefully we have little to no hiccups moving forward. We are Tonyless as well tonight, today, but we do have the sports, and we're going to give it to you. So, should we just kick things off with uh, some NBA coach stuff? Yeah, I mean, we, we uh, still had some uh, vacancies, so um, two have been filled since we last talked. Uh, the, today, the Pacers hired... Uh, Nate Bjorkgren. So they're uh, sticking with Nate, but a totally different name this time. Bjorkgren. I think I'm saying that right. No idea. It's spelled like the musician, but G-R-E-N afterwards. So, uh, but he, he was an assistant with the Raptors. He was an assistant under Nick nurse, multiple places. So, uh, you know, that seems like a good hire. And that guy's uh, he's, he's the hottest coach right now. Um, and he was, it was basically like, that was the guy that, that type of guy that I was looking for the Clippers to hire. Just some guy that you've never heard of. Who's just some like nerd who learned how under a good offensive coach. Um, so that's probably who this guy is, but uh, the Clippers did make a decision and they did hire Tyron Liu, who was their, their assistant coach this past year. What and, about uh, Sam Cassell? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know if he's going to return to their staff or find another assistant job somewhere or maybe it'll be think, in the uh, new Houston man. still needs a coach. So he could probably I, be the new six man. I'd just play it. Come off the bench again. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. And he's like only like 48 or something now. Yeah, I'm down with that. It's It's been a long time since he played. Um, but, you know, Tyron Liu was a coach of the Cavs when they won. He coached. Um, he came in in the middle of that season. Remember, they had a different coach to start that uh, second LeBron run. But then he coached him all the way through, and then I think six games into the season following um, LeBron leaving, that they fired him. It's kind of crazy. It was really that quick. Yeah. Burn um, and burn. Yeah, and then he was a candidate for the Lakers job this past offseason, and he actually turned them down. Uh, he wanted uh, more money, more years, more guarantees, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, said he can find a different job if you're not willing to offer him what he wants, and he ended up just uh, you know working – for Doc Rivers this past offseason, which that's how he got a start in coaching. He worked uh, under Doc with the Celtics. So, Pretty good. Yeah, but I, I'm okay with the hiring. I, I always liked Tyron Lube way back in the day. That was He was a Laker when I didn't hate the Lakers, like way back, you know, I think 98 is when he yeah, first he started with them. a little player, kind of like a lesser Allen Iverson. Yeah. I mean, a lot lesser, but yeah, he's just a, a little guy who uh, would come off the bench and 
give you okay minutes and uh, he's seemingly a good coach. He's always a hot candidate and he did coach multiple years in the NBA with some success. So maybe this is all they needed was a new voice here. Yeah. Docs is very, uh, you know, raspy. Yeah. I wasn't talking about that kind of more fluid one. Yeah. I wasn't talking about that. Uh, Just saying uh, maybe more of the words than the, uh, way it sounds, but yeah, maybe just the maybe way it sounds both. is all the difference. Maybe uh, Zubach couldn't really understand Doc yeah. all that well. Now speaking English, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know how much meaning it's really going to have, and we're not going to know for a while, probably. But you know, this is this was the move they made. So I think I think they kind of feel they felt they had to make it, even if they don't know for sure this is going to make all the difference, but. We'll see, I guess, in a couple of months. You you didn't want to find out next season that you should have fired Doc the previous year. You know, you want to you want to fire someone early rather than late. Yeah, you got to get ahead of the storm. Yeah. Any more coach news? Uh, Well, that's it. Yeah, that's it for basketball. That's uh, we're we're heading into a long off season here. We've got the draft and free agency coming up, but uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't tell that you're going to have a Merry Christmas at all. There's going to be no basketball, so be prepared yeah. for that. I'm going to have to watch like Australia's games or something. Does that even qualify as basketball? I don't know because it's probably like shaped like a football. And I think Andrew Bogut's still like the best player there. So. Yeah. Well, let's move over to some uh, NFL talk. All right. Well, we uh, we had week six. And it just keeps going. There's there wasn't a, a big COVID scare this week, which is good. I think all all the games played as as normal. I know. Well, the the Bills Chiefs ended up getting pushed from Thursday to Monday at two o'clock. Very strange, but they played that yesterday. Um, and the Chiefs won pretty easily, which is another good win for them. That you know they're defending their title. They beat Buffalo, who has looked good aside from this these last two games, where they kind of got screwed, I think, by the whole COVID situation because they didn't get any positives. The other teams they played did, and it kind of messed up their schedule. But I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to you got to win those games still. So yeah, and they went from four and zero to four and two pretty quick. Um, so one one of the bigger uh, events from this week was the Houston Texans going for two up by seven because if they went, if they made it, the game would effectively be over. They didn't make it. So they're only up by seven and the Titans were able to tie and win in overtime. And it became this big whole thing. And uh, it's just strange how a lot of people want to uh, like attack the nerds for trying to add math to sports where I don't even know if this was really a math-based thing. They just thought we like our, our play here. But yeah, the uh, the color commentator just kind of had like a, a meltdown after this happened. And he even pulled something like out of his wallet. And he's like, I'm looking at this chart here. You're not supposed to go for two. And it was it was just, it was embarrassing. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. And in the end, it, I don't know how much it matters. Houston Texans dropped to one in five. It's like they're they're eliminated. They're they're done. Um but the Titans ended up going up to five and zero, one of the uh, three remaining f- five win teams, you know, or undefeated teams. Um, so that's 
that's big. I don't think anyone thought they were going to be the best team in the NFL this year, but carrying on from a good uh, end of last season. Um, we also saw the Patriots look terrible, and they're trying to get back from all their uh, COVID issues where their best player on offense and best player on defense both had it. Uh, they didn't look good. They lost to a bad Denver team at home. And they're, this is the first time they're below 500. Um, in 400 years, I believe is, is what they said. No, actually like 400? 20 years. 20 years since they last were under 500. Wow. Um, I don't know if you if you knew this, but the Patriots are pretty good and won a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, well, another historically good AFC franchise, Pittsburgh Steelers, they're also one of the 5-0 and teams. And uh, they destroyed their rival, the Cleveland Browns, who were having a good season up to that point. But yeah, not... <laughs> That was a pretty dominant game from Pittsburgh, who I, I think is a real contender. I thought they were heading into the season. They had a great, great defense last year, and then, but no offense because no quarterback. And you know they got Big Ben back. He's I think he's thirty seven. He can't really move that well, but he's like still like two hundred fifty pounds and still trucking. There's not a lot up there, so like when he gets hit, there's not a lot to lose. <laughs> um. And they're productive. They they always find good offensive players to go around. So uh, I think they're a real threat this year. And I know uh, Tony's been excited about that. Watch that. That's his team. Have another good season. All right. Uh, another five-win team here. Not an undefeated team, but a five-win team. Uh, the Bears, which is a big surprise. They, they beat Tampa Bay last week. And uh, it was impressive, but I don't think people were like ready to say they were actually good. I think they weren't even favored this week. Uh, but they beat Carolina. They're now five and one, and I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. But they're impressive. They have a really good defense again, and they're okay offensively. And that's much better than you usually get out of Chicago teams or Chicago Bears teams. So that's that's something nice for uh, them. That the, the Bears it. the Bears offense situation is usually just a horrible mess. And if it's just slightly bad, that's like a huge improvement. I think they have the most uh, rats in the country in uh, Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Really, I'm, like per capita or just total? I, I think just they have the most uh, calls for rodents and pests and yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's those lake rats. Those are the ones yeah. that get you. Those are the ones you worry about. Yeah. All right, what do I got left here in the NFL? Oh, the New York Jets. I don't even want to talk about them. I don't know what there's left to be said. They're they're on pace to be one of the worst teams to ever play a season. Well, that's exciting. 0-6 right now. Their point differential is worse than the previous 0-16 teams, the Lions and Browns. Um, it's not good. But I don't think they want it to be good. I don't think they care. I don't, like from what I've heard, you know, New York City doesn't even exist anymore. So why even have a football team? Yeah, it's not like the other football team is doing, you know, much better. I think they're one in five now. So I mean, hopefully the the fans in New York haven't paid attention at all to this, and uh, they'll come back next year. I think that's what uh, I want to tell all those people out there: just turn it off, pretend there was no season; it was canceled. Yeah, better luck next year. You'll get them then. Yeah. All right, I got the last uh, two games I want to talk about here. Uh, Tampa Bay destroyed Green Bay. A big surprise to me. I thought the Packers were the best team in that conference. 
looking good early, up 10 nothing, and it just all fell apart and they lost like 31 to 10. It was it was a big run, pretty bad performance there by Green Bay. Uh but I think it's just the NFL just one week doesn't matter all that much. Weird things happen, weird quarters happen. Um but Tampa Bay has to feel good. They're they've got a lot of talent on defense to go with, you know, their 400-year-old quarterback. And I don't know. I right this this is a weird year. I think I think anyone can kind of win. The Chiefs are defending their title and they're definitely good, but I just mentioned all these teams, Steelers, Titans, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, they're all there. So is that the Super Bowl you want to see? Yeah. You want to see a Titans Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. That's what I dreamed of as a child. Yeah. Um, Well, there's one franchise that uh, has been to a lot of Super Bowls, but not lately, and definitely not this year. Uh, Dallas Cowboys lost 38-10 to 10 last night. Woof. Uh, This is with their backup quarterback, Andy Dalton. It's a great name. He has great hair, Um, but he's not a great quarterback. He's okay. And that team around him, aside from the receivers, is not okay. It's just a horrific, horrific defense. And the Arizona Cardinals just destroyed them from from the get-go. I think they're up 21-0 right away. Just a a really bad team. And I I think it's ready to close the book on that team this year. Just put them down. Yeah. Again, just say it didn't – the season didn't exist. But I mean, there's there's championship ball being played just uh, you know around the corner from that stadium. Uh, the World Series going on right now. It's Ooh. being played uh, in Arlington, yeah, just you know across the parking lot from the Cowboys Stadium. So um, if you're in Dallas or the you know Dallas area, um, that's the only championship uh, level ball you're going to see this fall. I'm sorry. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, the last NFL story, though. And it's not a review of any of the games this week. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, well, it's hard to say, but it's a it's a very important name. Heisman Trophy winner, national champion. Uh, he finally got into a game for the Miami Dolphins this week uh, in kind of mop-up duty, but uh, it was enough for the Dolphins to announce he will start the rest of the season. And kind of surprising because Miami is 3-3 three and three right now. Uh, their current quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, has been pretty decent for him. Uh, but I think they know Tua is the is the guy of the future, and also that the the other two quarterbacks drafted early this past year have already taken over their teams and have looked good. And I think uh, Miami doesn't want to get left behind there. They don't want him to uh, maybe lose his confidence by it's like, why am I not starting? So they, they pulled the trigger, and uh, that'll be fun to see. Um, he didn't do anything when he came into the game because the game was basically over at that point, but I mean, he's got a, it's a real game. So, uh, they don't play this week. It looks like they will be playing the Rams two weeks from now, November 1st, or two Sundays from now. So that's a game to look out for. Quite exciting. Yeah. I mean, if people, people watch that guy a lot on Saturdays for the last few years and he made a lot of incredible plays, hit a lot of incredible receivers that helped him make great plays, but I, it's a game to watch. Very good. Well, uh, should we move on to some college football really quick? Yeah, there's not a lot I want to talk about because I just don't really care to watch any of these games. It's a weird season, but the 
Big Ten is actually starting their season this Saturday. So, yeah, if you didn't know, the Big Ten voted not to play football this season, like way back in August, um, along with the Pac-12. But then they did put in a plan to start the season. So it'll be this Saturday, or actually this Friday will be the first game. Um, but yeah, the, the full slate of games will be on Saturday. So Ohio State is ranked really high. They're a contender for whatever championship might may or may not happen. I don't know how they're going to do a real like playoff. It's kind of crazy because these teams are all gonna, only going to play six games. So how are you going to try to like judge teams on who's the best and you know slot playoffs? Going to really have to shine. Uh, it's 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 weird, but it's I mean this is all about money. This is there's too much money to lose by you know just canceling the whole thing. So even if it's just total shit and they're just like we don't know, but there's a playoff anyways. We need these bowl games to happen. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, I think the Pac-12 is actually going to play like a four-game schedule <laughs> sometime in November. So, over kind of on a weekend, yeah, kind of a mess. Um, but if that's your thing, watch it. I, I don't think this is a real season, though. Like in the record books, like all this stuff, like should we put an asterisk next to Lakers? Like, no, that's bullshit. But this, this shit, this college football season, no. This isn't real. Yeah, that's a little bit more watered down than the rest yeah. of the stuff we've been seeing. Well, uh, that's all I have for college football. There was games, but like I said, not that doesn't interest me. Sorry. Mm-mm. Well, should we talk about uh, a little uh, deal of uh, World Series with the team? You, m- I think you're a fan of the Dodgers. Of course, this is a. Uh... The, I think the lead story of, of this this episode here, um, just to you know give some context, the Tampa Bay Rays did win their series. They were up 3-0, went all the way to Game 7, and they were able to uh, beat the Astros there. Everyone was very relieved. No one wanted to see the Astros back in the World Series after you know the cheating scandal. And the Rays took care of business. They did us all a favor, and I think uh, we're all happy about that. Uh, it's also nice to just to root for them because they've never won one. They're a low budget team, small market team, whatever you want to call them. Um, although um, Tampa did just win a championship like three weeks ago in hockey. So you don't really have to like think like, oh, the city hasn't won one in a while because they won one just just a, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And their football team is good. Yeah. But uh, the National League also went seven games and was somewhat similar in that uh, one team had to come back. But in this case, uh, the Dodgers, the favorite team, were down and had to come back. And they actually did come all the way back from a 3-1 deficit. Um, If you remember last week, I was pretty depressed. I think that was after the Dodgers were down 2-0. But I I did say that there was hope because uh atlanta had two good starting pitching pitchers and then nothing after that and the dodgers were able to make that work they won two out of the next three games and then that left them with having to win both games against the top two brave starters and uh while it seemed unlikely you just gotta remember that the dodgers were the best team in the sport and they had a, a killer lineup and they had good pitchers and it all worked out it was almost surreal for me. I, I never expect that kind of stuff to work out. Um, and even after game six, where they're heading into game seven there, I was like, I don't think they're going to win. They can, but I'm also 
I was like, I was kind of like, I'm not, I'm not too upset about it. If they lose this series in seven games, it'll be fine because I actually think Atlanta is very good. They're going to be very good for a long time. And they, they deserve to win. And even though they ended up actually losing the series, I think they were, they were definitely worthy of making the world series and they're definitely going to be competing for a world series spot for a while. So mm-hmm. against the Dodgers, most likely the Dodgers aren't going away. Um, it's it's sad they haven't won one yet, but maybe maybe this is the year. Uh, right now, game one is actually going on as we speak. Uh, neither team has scored yet through two innings. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Again, similar to the Braves thing, if they lose this World Series, I'll definitely be sad, disappointed, but I won't be angry. I won't be like calling for anyone's head. Uh, I think that's kind of the worst part about all this with the Dodgers not ever winning is just all the second guessing people have of the every every part of the organization, the manager, GM, all the players. Um, you know, before game seven, I think the fans were tired of Cody Bellinger, who had done nothing in his four years in the playoffs. And then he hit the game winning home run. So, yeah, what are you going to do? That's very uh, grown up of you, Andy. I was... Yeah. Uh... Nervous for you when they were closing out Game Seven. Oh, it was it was definitely um, intense. I was uh, over at my parents' house, and I was I had to stand through the entire yeah last three innings there after they took the lead. It's <laughs> like I'm not sitting down because like what do you, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to get right back up, right? So, yeah, there's there's what, no point. Even the point, yeah. Um, but yeah, another another criticism of the Dodgers that you always see when they start losing in the playoffs is a. Uh, uh, they're too focused on the the analytics, the math. They're trying to get matchups and all this stuff. And uh, that criticism is kind of bullshit when the team they're facing is kind of known for that. Uh, Tampa, if you don't know, has no money and they never pay their players, but they figure out a way to put good teams on the field through, you know, smart math. And uh, they've been doing that a long time. And, you know, one of the guys behind that, Andrew Friedman, the Dodgers actually hired to run their team like six years ago. So they're both teams are using these techniques while, uh, the Dodgers have tons of money to pay their players. The Rays don't. So interesting battle. And if you, if you see after two innings, the teams are absolutely equal. So let's just call it right now. Just say they're both co-champions. There you go. Oh, Andy, you got, you got to go for the glory. This is your guys year. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not confident. I'm optimistic. There you go. Well, that's all you can be at this point. I mean, it's game one, so. Yeah, I, I think what, you know, no one wants to see here is Clayton Kershaw have a bad game, which is always the threat because he hasn't had a successful run here yet. He's the best pitcher of our lifetime, and he's probably responsible for them not winning one because he just hasn't had a dominant run yet. And he hasn't had a dominant run in this postseason so far, but I don't know. I I, I will hate to see it, and it could happen. You know, momentarily he could give up four runs as I'm speaking right now. But whoa, I sure hope not. Optimism, Andy. Well, there is well, some good news for Dodgers fans, though, and that is if you do want to go to the World Series, it is possible. So this uh, these games will allow. Uh, almost 12,000 people in the stadium and you have to purchase uh, four tickets in a bunch, like in a pod is what they're calling it. 
So this is what a lot of stadiums are doing in hmm. football as well. Um, but you can go actually go see the Dodgers and probably set you back like four grand and you're going to have to uh, get a plane ticket or drive. And I don't know how everything works. I wouldn't want to travel right now, but it is possible. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. luckily, that is, so if they're, eh, I don't know. I'm not doing the math on how many people that translates to because I don't know how big that stadium is. That's around a quarter. I think I think that's the rule. Like everywhere is just using that 25%. Mm-hmm. Um, we might we might talk about that later in the other episode. Oh, tune into that. 25% is a is a a key number. Yeah. Um okay, well, uh, anything else to add to this uh short but sweet sports pod? Um no, I think I covered everything that matters. If if I missed something, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, there's always next week if we did. Yeah. All right. Well, We uh, hope that sounded good. It did for us. Uh, You've been listening to episode 188 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me from afar, we had Off-Road Andy. Goodbye. We'll see you later.